Hey, this is Andy Jenkins, and welcome back to the podcast. I am actually at the Hilltop, but this time I'm in the tiny house, not in the office, because, well, one, the office is a mess. Two, there's only two chairs in there, mine and Beth's, so you really can't have company in your office, or at least ours. And three, we've got this big living room area here in the bottom of the tiny house where when I have guests in, that tends to be where we record. Now, this episode is another installment on the Coaches series. That is when I really try to bring in experts, people who are way better than me in a certain area. And by the way, if you are one, reach out to me. Trying to find experts in, let's just talk through it, fitness, finance, family, faith, your field or whatever you do for your career or with all of your full time, friends, and the topic I'm going to talk about today is fun. That's way more important than you probably even thought. In fact, you know, we tend to schedule fitness. We make goals around that. We budget money. That's kind of a schedule for where the dollars are supposed to go. We make goals related sometimes to our family, faith. You know, people start picking up, I'm going to do this 21-day fast, or I'm going to read through the Bible in a year or in 90 days, or all sorts of things. But rarely do people actually step back and schedule and talk about fun but I guarantee you, your life will be way better if you do that. So here in my house, I have my friend, Barbara Kenyon, that I met. I think I met you, you, you got to talk so they'll hear your yeah. voice now, at Starbucks. At Starbucks. A few years ago. Yeah. And we have all these common friends because, like your friends, the family, that I, I have a couple mm-hmm. goddaughters and uh, I am, so you guys know, a godfather. And yeah, that they actually call me that. Like just by and I, and I get and I get the definite article like the movie The Godfather, the Godfather. yeah so I get some godsons um, there are that whole family the Cook family family is fabulous but we, we figured out we had that in common mm-hmm. and okay take me on the journey because you yeah. you were doing events when I met you yes yeah happy was, event company uh, that's why I was uh, right in the middle of it and um, I had just started I guess a couple of years earlier I had gotten back into event design and um, but that's been my career that's what I went to school for college um, like yeah you're trained in that I was one of the first I was very fortunate my professor tailored my coursework towards event management so because there were no degrees in event management and so I got my master's in event management did you know you want like because people tend to think, oh, I'm going to grow up and be a fireman. Mm-hmm. I'm going to grow up and be a nurse. But like, did you always know, I'm going to grow up and I'm going to plan parties? <laughs> I did not. So where is that I, shift? <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think the clearest steps for that, uh, I wanted to be a second grade teacher. And then I decided not to be a second grade teacher. Because no kid is thinking, I've got a second grader and he does not think in school <laughs> is fun. There's no right. correlation. right. That was very clear to me. And then I thought, oh, you know what? I'd love to be a child life specialist. I think maybe that was around the time of like, what was the Robin Williams film? Patch. Patch Adams. Patch Adams. Yeah. Yeah, where he's a doctor, but he's like a fun doctor. He's He's using his skill set in a unique way. Right. So I love sociology, psychology, all of that. And I love children. And I just wanted to, I thought that that, I learned about child life specialists in my undergrad and so I thought, oh, how amazing. I could still be 
with children. I could cultivate an amazing atmosphere for them. It will be fun. I don't necessarily have to teach anything, but just create a fun atmosphere. And then I spent some time in, uh, down at Children's for a, a very brief internship, and I realized, no. Yo, that is not my wheelhouse. That's high. That is not. <laughs> Anyone in the medical field, I have like that utmost respect for because it's this very special gift that you can do what you have to do and leave that. You'd have to be able to turn it off. You have to it's... turn it off. Yeah. And not bring it home to your family. And I didn't even have a family then. And I was a total basket case because I thought, I can't, this is not always fun. Right. I can create a fun and happy atmosphere, but a lot of times it doesn't stay that way. Not everything has a happy ending there. Well, and even if you, even if you're bringing an injection of fun there, you're going to an environment where people are coming because of something of, sad. of trauma or something yeah. sad. Yeah, yeah. So um, I was actually nannying for two little boys at the time, and um, the the lady that I was nannying for, she was one of the head professors at Auburn in my school, but it was in the School of Sci Human Sciences. But I wasn't, she wasn't my professor. So she saw me changing, growing, and she said, well, what about, what if you got your master's? You'd be great in event management. I was working at a golf course at the time. I loved throwing parties, you know, doing that just because I thought it was fun. Yeah. Um, you'll hear that word a lot. So it's a good thing that's the title of this. And so she walked me through it. And um, there were a couple of courses throughout the United States at the time. It was just coursework. So she gathered all those courses together and said, okay, we are going to uh, tailor your master's program towards event management. So she basically created this yeah. for you. Mm -hmm. Do they so, still have it or is it a, was it a one-off? Uh, that was a one-off. Now I'm sure it's a lot more in depth. So it was, um, and you know, so it was hotel and restaurant management. Yeah. And then she, because it was a master's, she tailored it to that specific uh, area. Yeah, to what for you're me. trying to do. Yeah. So now I know, you know, in most schools, I think it's, you know, in marketing, business marketing. Um, I know you can get degrees in event management now, but way back when you couldn't. <laughs> yeah. That, okay. That's a great. I mean, yeah, I had no idea about all, all of that. That that was kind of the story that you had followed. Yeah. Okay. So you you. Start doing events. Right. And because, um, you know, because I had that master's degree, I was qualified to to move abroad. I was um, actually headhunted, um, which I guess it's been so many years now. I can, I don't, I don't feel like that's bragging. <laughs> I used to not ever say that, but, um, but I wanted to go back to London. I studied in London and then I just knew my heart was there. And so I started, I reached out to a guy and God kind of just threw those doors open and he sent my resume out to several companies, meeting professionals international in yeah. the UK. And, um, several of them said, will you please come over? We want to interview you. We want, and then I, out of that, I had several job, job offers. So you can get, you, you probably know this, you can get a visa, a work visa, as long as you are specialized in other areas that most people in that in the UK are not and nobody has and they, a degree in fun right so that <laughs> that's like all right yeah so I actually um, got to choose I had several job offers 
chose my dream job. It was called Warren. It is still called Warren House. Um, it's it's house, but it's basically a castle to us. Okay. So I um, planned and designed their events in London and just fell in love with all things events. You how know, old were I you loved, in London? How old was I? No, how how long were you there? Um, I was there for a few, overall. It was it was I don't know four to five years. Oh, that's a chunk. There. Yeah, and the, but I've worked there for about almost three years. Okay. Two to three years. Um, I had a five year work visa, but you know, life happens. That was that was around the time that life started to happen. Um, people used to say, you know. How's Barbie world? You know, like she lives in Barbie world. What, you know, what she, what she dreams and thinks of, she makes happen. Well, that to me, that was no, I was like, what are you talking about? I do not understand that. Like, well, you, 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 fun things happen. Exciting things happen. I'm like, but I work so hard to, you know, my mom told me, don't be so serious. You know, don't take life so seriously at the age 12 because I was the last one out of five kids late at night doing my homework. It wasn't, I didn't see myself as fun. I didn't see myself as, you know, I just kind of felt like a, this walking nerve, like trying to implement these situations to make other people happy. And that made me happy. Okay. So, and I can, and I can share that now. I didn't know that then, but because of my self-awareness journey, I can look back and go, oh, that's why I decided to start doing this. So, right. You know, growing up in a huge family, um, all the women, uh, you know, my grandmother, my mom, my aunt, fun is the word. It doesn't matter what it is. If everybody's crying, they're like, oh, this is, this is so fun. We're all together. Even if we're all like bawling our eyes out, like just fun. Yeah. Parties make, you know, tea parties, banana split parties, always grilling out when the storm of 93 came and we're all freezing cold at my grandparents' house. That's the winter storm that if you're listening in, it, I, I know like the friends from the north or from other places are going, mm -hmm. what in the world? We got like, what, 20 inches of snow? Yes. And it shut down the city for like two weeks or yes. something absurd. But yeah, so that's what no she's power. referring to. Yeah, nothing. It was brutal. And, but, uh, you know. So during that, you guys are that, cooking out and. Yes. You know, there's no food. Everything had to go out of the freezer into the, into the snow so we're grilling steaks and and that's what I saw growing up you know you're um, you make the most of it and and I also realized I'm the fourth of five so you've got birth order um, all those things impact you know I was I was always juggling everyone else's emotion so I thought if I don't um, if if I don't add to the to the mess of things Mm -hmm. Then, then I'm safe, and I'm even better if I can accommodate everyone else and make them happy. So I learned hospitality very quickly, and I learned if everybody's happy and smiling and having a good time, then I was so much more calm and chill. And I was like, ooh, even if I was working my tail off. Okay, so th this I, I got a follow up question about that. That you may want to edit this part out. <laughs> that that could very quickly become that could very quickly become unhealthy yes. emotionally, like I see. So uh -huh. the drive to create fun space for everyone else, which is necessary, could very uh -huh. quickly become 
emotionally exhausting mm-hmm. and unhealthy for the fun creator. Absolutely, super codependent. So, yeah. But but you don't seem unhealthy now. So no. like talk through some of that. Right. Um, definitely a journey. So I think you know the great thing is I mean ignorance is bliss. So up until you know my I was in my late twenties when I was. Um, I worked in London from mid to late twenties. And so during that time, it's, it's all wonderful. Everything in my life, I'd only lost, not only, but I'd lost my grandfather and a dog. So those were two things that I had gone through that were difficult. Everything else, even though, you know, in, in my mind, um, life, whatever, it gave me, I just worked through it. That's what my parents did. We worked together. We have a really strong, solid family. So nothing seemed out of my control. It seemed like, oh, this is, this is feasible. You've given me a challenge. Okay. Uh, I'll just work my tail off. None none of it came easy, but that didn't, that wasn't upsetting to me. That didn't make it any less fun. Um, so I didn't feel that any of that, the first part, was unhealthy. Um, but I recognize why I am the way I am. So this is a whole nother conversation, but I'm a two on the Enneagram. So I will say I have to give a lot of credit to, to my journey learning about the Enneagram, everybody that's done the research on that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I guess when I started realizing... Um, you know, I'm very gifted. I would, I, I loved, I mean, 16 hour days, throwing those big fundraisers, galas, events, weddings. I was so excited. I loved it. And I would get home that night. My feet would be killing me. And I just knew the next day I was dead to the world. But I would leave going home on this high. I mean, I loved it. Being around all those people, making everyone laugh and not, not that I'm a comedian, but, you know, just making sure everybody's happy. But yeah, happy. creating the space where yeah. it happens, setting the environment. Yeah. And then I was exhausted. And this is late 20s. Yeah. Okay. This is late 20s. And um, so moved back, you know, loved that. Absolutely loved that. Unfortunately, I did have to move back. We had some family members that were not well. So moved back to Birmingham and um, got married, started a family and since um, since we still had family back in London, uh, <clears throat> we I I decided to change and start teaching event management. So change career so that I could travel, um, and so I wasn't working events. I was I was an adjunct professor. So that so events pretty much slowed down for me um, for a good uh, six six years maybe while I was we were having babies and you know raising them and um, but that is when I started the journey on whoa I cannot spin my wheels for everyone else and survive this world so once I was depleted of everything you know clearly in London I didn't have a family. I wasn't de- completely depleted. I might right. have not, I might have had to rest my body the next day, but emotionally, I was still fine. You could go I was all still in. good. Yeah. yeah, there's no other demand. Right, right, no other demands. Um, so that's really when the 
when um, that journey began because faced a lot of hardship. So, um, you know, I guess just to just to pause for a second, the the fun that I love to create, the fun and happiness that I live for every single day, has only is only a result of super hard things that have happened in my life. So it's served, those super hard things have served as fuel to get back to a super healthy place of creating those environments for myself, for everyone around me. Well, it seems like you, yeah, you, you had the purpose on the front end. It's just mm-hmm. you got to execute it in the right way. And so often you look back in life and you see, not just with us, but it seems like a general principle mm-hmm. that many times the area that people are either attacked the hardest or struggle the most is actually the area that is their wheelhouse where yes. the greatest opportunity, even in scripture, you know, if you talk about radical grace, mm-hmm. you most often quote Paul. He was a staunch legalist. Right. If you talk about forgiveness and mercy, mm-hmm. people go quote David who arguably, I mean, he, he summons a woman to the castle Right. And everybody talks about this affair with Bathsheba. I don't think it was an affair. If you're mm-hmm. a king and you demand someone comes, mm-hmm. like she's coming. And right. then he murders and covers it up. But now mm-hmm. he has this depth of mercy. If you talk about marriage, you quote Solomon, who had yeah. 700 wives, 300 concubines. So it it seems that so often, like your story is not uncommon. Right. That the, the the call, the purpose is there. You just have to execute it yeah. in a healthy way. Yes. So, but now you got it moving in the right direction. Right. In right. the right way. Right. And it took, um, again, becoming self-aware, really receiving God's grace throughout the difficulties that I faced. Um, you know, just to name a few for for people to know that I'm that, <laughs> that I understand I have such great compassion for others because I have you know I've, I've lost my two and a half year old niece and watching my sister and our family go through that um, you know I've lost two uncles to suicide my my best guy friend took his life um, you know several unexpected too early deaths in the family that that you know up until I started my own family, everything was pretty great. And then it's like um, everything just fell apart and, and marriage fell apart. And I found myself wanting so badly to get back to where I was. And I remember saying, God, no one is benefiting from this. And the worst part was it was almost fine if I wasn't benefiting from any of it. But the fact that no one else, that that I couldn't see anything good happening for anyone else was so upsetting to me. And it was about a year later once I started seeing like, oh, wow, okay, you just spoke to this person about that and they told someone else and now these people are reaching out to you because they can identify with your story. Right. And, you know, that's why... That's when I finally understood we are more than conquerors. I mean, you understand that with your story and your sharing, um, how we go through these things and it might not benefit, um, 
many people, or you may not see the benefit of it, but you do experience God's love and grace and compassion throughout it. And that's, that's the one choice that I did make, even on really, really hard days, um, dealing with depression that I still, you know, at, at different times, of course, those circumstances would allow for depression. Yeah. <laughs> um, that I would hold on to, to God and just say, okay, I'm, I'm just going to keep moving forward. And um, so, yes, yeah, so years later, you know, my, my boys were older. I decided to move into events again. That's what brought me the most joy. And I also knew that I had to choose the right events. I had to, you know, I had to choose what is going to work. I cannot put myself out there and work these crazy hours because I'll come back with nothing for my children. So, you know, you talk about, uh, oh, the juggling. You talk about the juggling. It's like you have to have, you know, you have to choose what you're going to yeah. juggle or else it's all going to fall apart. So I made, I made that decision, and um, which allowed me to really dive in, and it became a family, you know, it was just, it was a family affair. The boys love helping me with my events. I mean, we haven't done any in, in a year and a half because of COVID, but... Um, yeah, they they enjoy it. They love telling their mom, t- telling their friends their mom is a party planner, and they'll they'll walk in and see this, you know, massive popsicle or macaroon that's as big as their torso. You know, <laughs> like yeah. what is this? And they'll go and they'll do setup things for me, and um, you know, I'll bring in camels for an event, and they get to see. They're like, Mom, you brought these camels, in? and that makes me really proud. <laughs> that's funny it's so <laughs> fun it's so fun and um and I think it's just it's the greatest thing when I see everyone you know we're all just big kids like we're all walking around even though we're doing adultish things we all love to experience that kid-like joy and that wonder and you're and and that's uh really the premise behind happy event company, how I, you know, the, the theory behind it with the science of happiness and, um, you know, it's, it's proven, it's a proven theory. What increases your serotonin? What increases your dopamine, oxytocin, endorphin levels? And based on all of those things that, that, um, I decided to really start researching, I created amazing events. And so everyone was happy. The clients were happy. You were happy? I was super you, you happy. You weren't stressed? I was not stressed. Okay. You know, it's stressful on the day of, but that's with any work. You have to work hard. And But um, no. But it was I've, in a different place than what it was back in London and uh, yeah. the growing up. You got it. Right. It, right. There was a big chunk of years of going through hard things. And thank goodness I wasn't actually in the industry at the time. Because I was with the kids, um, I was getting to do really super fun events for them. Their birthdays were I'm sure they're off the chart. Yeah, so fun. Pictures of the kids' birthdays. <laughs> so. Yeah, so I never stopped, but I am thankful for that time in which I did get to grow. And not everyone has that time, which is why I try to share as much as I can. I, this is what you do. This is what you need to do, no matter what work you're in to actually physiologically adjust your brain because you can right um and and make it happier now that's important because 
a lot of times people think they're too busy to make the adjustments and changes that are needed. Yet when you stop and look at it, when life is falling apart, there are generally these pauses where if you will not binge Netflix. Yes. And I'm not. I'm not saying you can't. I, I mean. Right. Because I do, by the way. I, I, I do, too. I was counting. <laughs> I'll tell you where all that came from. I was counting how many Netflix series, not episodes, series I had watched before COVID. Oh, no. So okay, during COVID, COVID, it changed. I built this house during COVID. Yeah. But before that, I was in a really tough season where life fell apart. Mm-hmm. And so I, I had about a two-year run where I didn't do anything. I just, I worked on myself and it was the most profitable. And now I work from home. So I had the opportunity. I could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I binged 14 entire Netflix series oh during that, but that was like late at night and, you know, in the weekends and all and this. you're decompressing. That's helping your brain at times. Yeah. And I was enjoying know? it, but, it, but I didn't do that at the expense of really learning and exploring right. and doing the tough work of, of, of the soul. Yes. And if you'll do that, there's this massive incredible payoff on the other side. I've yeah. experienced that. She mm-hmm. Barbara's experienced that. Mm-hmm. Okay, during COVID, you pivoted because you were you're doing the event company, but during COVID everything everything I mean churches closed down, parks closed down. Yeah. I'm yeah. not gonna make a political statement on it. I'm just it just closed down. Right. So, so. <laughs> you gotta you gotta yeah. make you gotta do something. Yeah. Um everything froze. I had several events coming up, um, a few within a couple of weeks and several more within the months ahead and throughout the rest of the year that we just had to put a stop on all of it. And for the first few weeks, we, we postponed the events and then realized, then we all were like, okay, this isn't going anywhere. Um, so I was, that was, that was okay for me. I just thought that it was going to be temporary and I had this idea, um, I still say that somehow, you know, I did not hear God speak to me. I didn't hear any of that, but I have to say that it was something bigger than me because I had an idea. Okay, you have all of these abstract things that go into your events, sight, sound, taste, smell, these things that create happiness in your brain. Especially when you bring in a candle. Especially. But yes, that smell might not work, but the sight just holds your nose. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a multi-sensory thing. Yeah. It's not just, yes. you don't just walk in. I mean, yeah, yeah. there's a whole. Mm-hmm. And it's subconscious. So the people don't know, but depending on what they were, what I was wanting or what the client was wanting the feel to be, that's what I would create. Calmer. More exciting, you whatever with it music, is. with mm-hmm. the colors, music, with the lighting, lighting with yeah. the all of it. Okay. Everything. Create the entire ambiance. Um, food, everything. That makes sense because I hung up a bunch of Christmas lights in my backyard. Yeah. And play music for ambiance and yes. a fire fire pit. And it makes you happy, just for, doesn't it? Just for the ambiance. Right. And it's even better if there's bourbon out there. <laughs> Exactly. That's, I mean, like it's serotonin level. That's a real thing. It, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And why did you bust? You know, why did you bust down so many of the walls and let all the light in? Because you you want your dopamine levels. Yeah. Set the environment. Vitamin D. You're getting all of that's changing the neurotransmitters in your brain. So that's events. I had the idea. 
I was seeing so many of my friends that have small businesses, they're struggling, they can't move their product, they're stuck with it. And I was in a position in which I thought, okay, what if I, I started with 12 boxes. I thought, what if I purchase items from these small businesses, the, the items specifically known to increase these happy chemicals in your brain, um, put them in boxes, People can order the boxes, send them, you know, for themselves or send them to a loved one. And that way, it's, again, you can't argue with it. It's going to make the person happy. So you're going, you're going to put the the event experience, mm-hmm. I mean, the same yeah. things in a box. This yeah. is like Stitch Fix where you get like clothes or you get... Right. This is going to be like science. This is science. Yes. Okay. Proven. Um, so... You know, that's that's You're gonna have what to tell I, me some of the chemicals in a minute because people yeah. are going, that's not science, that's just spending money. Yes, I know. And but, so, so you get these things, uh huh, and it's all 12 from, different boxes or 12 of the same. With, it was 12 of the same type of box, so you're like 12 kits. You're gonna send like kits. so. You're not I just this starting like with 12. A, okay, so this isn't like a heavy no investment on the front end. No, I mean, still buying 12 of anything. Okay, so 12 boxes. Yeah. So there were like eight to 12 items in each box. Okay. And this is when we're in quarantine and I just thought this would be something fun and I could help our Birmingham small businesses in the meantime, right? That's like it. And, um, so you're buying a hundred items, throwing them in these boxes, mm -hmm. helping the vendors and then you're selling them. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, um, you're the middleman that's packaging it in a fun, fun, fun way that's going to give people a fun boost when they get it. Yes, okay. exactly. So, but the, the beauty behind it, and I think the reason, because I look back, I'm like, why did I do that again? That's why I think it's, it's just, um, it was more than me. But I had recently finished my uh, certification at California Berkeley for the science of happiness. So I had all this information that I was so excited and about. And that feels like a moral imperative. You got to share it with everybody. Because yes. like these college kids come back, they learn something, it's like, they're telling. So that's what you're <laughs> yes. doing with, Science fine, okay. Yes, and and you know, when you learn, so you get you just want to share it, right? So, yeah. Um, I had that in my head, and and I I knew the possibility for these people, and here we are dealing with this terrible pandemic, and so I started getting some of the items. I thought, okay, well, I know that coffee, as simple as it sounds, coffee. Um, increases your dopamine levels and it even before you drink it the thought your brain's dopamine levels start boosting the second you wake up for those that like coffee or tea but specifically coffee um, because that is your motivator dopamine may you know it's like a, it's like the goal chemical it's like oh my gosh okay I my I, I, I can't wait to make that coffee I have a goal my dopamine's going up, and then you're drinking it, and then it's increasing your dopamine levels again. So we had to have coffee in there, okay? Okay. Um, then you have your serotonin levels. Well, serotonin, that that's when you really need to calm down, and you, people are stressed, and, you know, you, for me, I want, if I'm stressed out, I really crave something sweet. Like, I start, I, I'm like, I want, I will devour that whole entire birthday cake right there. 
if I get a chance. If I'm stressed out, if I have a tough day, well, it's the same. It's because I'm stressed. My body's saying, you need serotonin. You need serotonin. The fastest way to get serotonin is through sugar, carbohydrates, but then you crash. So that's not, I do not recommend that. Yeah, that's... Uh, the healthy way. Um, so these are the tricks that I've learned. If, if you realize you're stressed out, choose the right foods or smells to calm your system. So like with your oils, those oils, that's increasing your serotonin level in a healthy way. Complex carbohydrates. We had bare naked noodles pasta in there. You know, this incredible pasta, healthy for you, increase your serotonin levels, calms you down. So we had several things like that. We put in, you know, it's yellow. That's the happiest color. Pink is the second happiest color. Um, you know, we, we try to avoid, although I love red, red makes people a little bit anxious. Yeah, it's a little you know? bit, yeah, high energy. Yeah, yeah, high energy. So... That's just those are just a few a few examples, and I what, could what go are some on other and on. Like, what are some other chemicals? You you earlier you mentioned like four dopamine, serotonin, mm -hmm. oxytocin. Are, okay, because the only thing I know about oxytocin, I used to work in drug rehab. Right. So tell me about the healthy version of that. Yeah. So oxytocin oxytocin is the trust hormone, um, in in the in the brain, and um, so hormone chemical. You know, it's one of the neuro. It's 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 functioning in the neurotransmitters. Um, so when you, when your oxytocin levels are, well, let me start, let me go back to the box. When you are communicating with someone, when you actually are speaking to someone or you like write the handwritten note and you give that to someone and it's nice thoughts. We're talking nice thoughts, right? Because this is happy. Yeah, this is fun. <laughs> um, when the person is writing a letter or sending a box to someone, that person is getting a dose of oxytocin in their brain. And then the recipient also increases their levels of oxytocin in their brain. So if you go back to it, it's the most fundamental thing. You know, God says, love God, love others. Well, science is just proving what God has told us to do all these years. So, you know, when you are, it's like a, a mother and child. Well, the mother, the nursing mother, those, that's one time when the, the oxytocin levels for the baby and mother are skyrocketing because um, it's a give and take. So if you can do that, you know, in any sort of, environment it doesn't have to be with um, specifically a loved one it could be your work colleague if you're um, you know one of my favorite things to recommend for people at work is in the offices is to have um, you know a board of of love letters or happy thoughts so people will write a little note and put it in someone else's envelope that has a name on it like hey you did really well in the presentation today or, um, hey, thanks so much for bringing those donuts. You're awesome. So it's not just for the receiver. The person giving, they're making, they're getting happier too. So, you know, you have that expression, it's better to give than receive. It's, yeah. it's, it, I, that is very true. It works both ways. And that's the way God designed our brains. Um, well, and, my friend Randy, he was on here uh, a couple weeks ago. He said, mm -hmm. uh, he, he has that 
verse he quotes regularly from Proverbs. Yeah. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. Yes. There so you go. That's his whole website. Be refreshed. Yeah. And it's scientifically proven. I mean, they have put, you know, put people in these labs and seen, oh my gosh, their oxytocin levels are increasing. It's not just a heart thing. It's in the brain. It's the way God made our brain to function in this world. Um, we have these things called mirror neurons yeah. in our brain. I'm sure. Have, have you heard of those? I have heard of yeah. them. Yeah. So the one of my favorite studies that um, Sean Acor, he he does this in his a lot of his work, um, is this is the smile experiment. So if you're walking in this the experiment with, I'll just give you a better example. You can go research his, but. Um, I always tell people like you know just just smile make sure you smile to at least one stranger today just smile because when you do it it's impossible for them not to I mean they can be really grouchy they're gonna have to work really hard to not smile back at you so the experiment put strangers in a room together they had to turn and look at one another and he said to one smile and the other one make do the best you can to not smile back and most of them end up bursting out They start laughing, laughing. Yeah. yeah. I think I saw a video of that. Yes. It's so fascinating. That's why babies, you know, mimic families and their parents. And um, so I just, I take that and I apply to all these things. It's, um, it is a science. And with my events, with my Happy City Box, um, it, it was the best thing that I could do when we couldn't all see each other and we couldn't smile at each other. We couldn't hug each other. And it was a way that you could still boost the oxytocin levels um, in the brain. Those trust, creating that trust. And when you trust more people, you're happier. You're more receptive to the world and the experiences that come to you. And you're better, you know, you're better able to take those on and do more, you know, it's like, um, you, another thing I, I love his quotes is that you're bouncing forward. You're not bouncing back. You know, when you're down, people say, um, I'm bouncing back. Well, you're bouncing forward. If you make those right choices and you think to yourself, okay, this is the stuff that I've gone through mm-hmm. and now I'm going to make the decision as hard as it is, I'm going to make the decision to bounce forward. And so much of that is reaching out to the world around you. Don't stay in your head, that's what I try. I, you know, I want people to, to fight that urge because it's so easy to do. I've done it. It's really it's really hard to do. If I'm having a bad day, I'll um, sometimes I'll walk into Starbucks and they're like, "Hey, Barbara, how you doing?" Well, usually I'm really happy to see them. I'm like, "I'm great. How are you?" But a lot of days I'm not great at all. So I've learned to be self aware, and I will share with them. I said, "Well, actually." Today is a really hard day. And they're like, oh man, I'm sorry. I say, it's okay, but how are you? And immediately I take that thought pattern off of myself. I'm true to myself. Yeah, you own it instead of... I own it. Yeah, because that that would not be very good to... No, mask it. Yeah, push it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to push any of that down. We all still go through hard times. But yeah, you can express it in a healthy way instead of... Yeah, And, and so... You know, then I'm listening to them, and um, they'll they they will share about their their day. But either way, it redirects me. Even if my day doesn't 
get better instantly, even if it's still hard. Just that little bit of interaction gave me a boost of oxytocin. And because they're receiving it too, and we're mirroring each other, even if they're having a really hard day, then we'll maybe we'll both laugh about it um, and move on. So it's little tiny things that you can do like that. So if you have interactions, you're, you can do that. If you're by yourself, you can think of, you know, be as everyone's hearing, have a heart of gratitude. Um, it's so simple. Um, and sometimes it's difficult, but it really, really does work. Um, you know, it seems cliche. You're hearing about it. You see the gratitude charts and all of that, but it really, it really does work. And when you share those things, when you're verbalizing, right, that makes a huge difference. So the boxes now, you, I mean, you're, you're beyond 12 now, you, you guys, <laughs> yes. so, but you guys do these by the month now, or do you do it like, uh, t- tell me like, how do I get a box? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So it just took on a life of its own. Um, the demand increased and then, uh, businesses and corporations found out about them. So we started doing custom boxes, um, and I have different, you know, different businesses that I try to alternate. Yeah. So businesses, I've done some in Nashville, mostly Birmingham right now. Um, there's a link on my website, happyeventco.com. To Right now we have the Mother's Day boxes out there. Um, and we are, since we are growing so quickly, we're working on getting a new website. And uh, But there's a link for corporate or individual boxes, just send me an email and we'll be able to customize it. I'll put a, I'll put a link it. down in the show notes where you guys can get on there and I'll put all of our social media feeds. Yeah. You, you, like your boys stuff boxes or, yes. or is it beyond that? Like they're... <laughs> they, they were super pumped about it at first, but even now, now if I tell work. them, yeah, I'm like, I'm going to pay you. They're like, how much? <laughs> That's what my kids are like. Yeah, they're like, is it worth the work? I'm like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm your parent. I'll make you do it for free if you don't want to you step can either, up. Yeah, you can either <laughs> you do it and get paid. <laughs> you can do it, get paid with the smile, or you can do it without a smile. One way's fun and one way's not fun. But we're getting these. Right. Yeah, I don't know if that's what what you want to do. Okay, right. you also do some coaching mm-hmm. about science. fun because you like you're certified. Tell me about the science of fun thing. Yeah, so. Um, I, I started my certification, like I said, at California, California, Berkeley. Um, it is for science of happiness. So I initially did that pre COVID because I was working with all of these different businesses and planning their events. And so I'm sharing all this information with them. Well, I thought, well, gosh, I'm learning about this. Why don't I just take it to the next level? And they can actually have, um, you know, individual coaching. I can work with their businesses, show them how they can transform their workspace, different things that they can implement. And then um, COVID hit. But the great thing about that, and, and I do encourage companies, you know, I, I, I am still, even though I haven't gotten back into that yet, I'm still very happy to work Um you know, doing Zoom calls and well, things are coming back. I mean, everything's coming back on yeah. now. Thank goodness. So yeah, that's so coming. I'm looking forward to that uh, because it increases, you know, the bottom line. The the profitability. I mean, the stats are there. Like the business's profitability increases, 
as long, you know, as long as um, from the ground up, the staff are happy. Right. And it's the owner or those that are at the top that they're implementing it. It has to, it has to be from the bottom. It has to come from the top. Yeah. It can't just be another chore. Right. That people have to do. Right. And, um, it's phenomenal, but yeah, the stats are, are just crazy on, um, what profitability comes from creating a happy environment at work. Is that, that's, is that, is that related to Sean Acor's book? Yeah. Okay, see, I, I got that book a couple years ago. This is like be a telltale sign on me. I read a lot of it, and then I couldn't make it through it because <laughs> it wasn't, it was solid, but it was like, yeah. I'm more task-driven, so like, I had to stink and go do something, and then, like, I got into my whole crash out a couple years ago where I, like, I was working on myself, yes. and so, like, I, I didn't have time, but, I, but I've got it on the shelf of, like, yeah. books to finish. Finish you it. You know, and I, I'll, I'll finish it, like, now yeah. this is convincing me to... The happiness to, advantage. Yeah, and I heard him yeah. speak at, at a keynote mm-hmm. somewhere. I was like, this, this is phenomenal. Right. Not something I would have come up with at all and not what I would have expected at right. all. That fun was actually going to have a, a line that you could clearly mm-hmm. quantify related to business. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, sure enough. Yeah, it's know. there. Okay, so give me some practical things. If people have been listening, you know, they can go buy a box or they can reach out mm-hmm. if they have a business and want coaching or want to be featured or all that kind of stuff. But right. what are like practical things that people can do that are related to fun? Mm-hmm. I mean, not, not like, oh, go play putt-putt or go play. I mean, I, I think every, every week somebody needs to do something fun, probably yeah. even, but like just practical. Yes. Okay. So fun, you know, you have, you have your meditation, you have all those, you know, Gratitude charts, like I said. So that's that's one thing. That's being happy. That's staying calm. That's keeping your cortisol levels low. But then there's fun, which I love. And, um, for example, you know, choose your music. On the way over here, I was listening to Huey Lewis in the news. I mean, silly, playful songs that whatever it is that you love. And dance. Dance, dance. I don't care if you were the worst dancer in the world. Well, that's that's item number two is to dance. Yes. Okay, okay go back to the music because, yes, I agree. Because I'm, if you listen to the soundtrack that's playing, in, mm-hmm. and I, I told my kids this one day, and I, I don't, you know, people are going to say all kinds of comments about race and culture on this, but if you listen to the soundtrack that's playing mm-hmm. in Mountain Brook and in mm-hmm. Cahaba Heights yeah. and where I live, it is a completely different soundtrack on the music that you hear in cars that are going by in the inner city. Yes. And you can say what you want to say about right. it. Well, that's racist or whatever. Look at the fruit of it. Right. So what you listen to. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right, so I, I said, agree. So that's a practical thing is to stop listening to the news. And yes. Put on some. Yeah. Music or something encouraging that's filling your soul yeah. or something. I mean, okay. some songs, you know, you have your melancholy songs. I have it, but but occasionally find a couple of times during the week. If you can do it every day, that's amazing. But a couple of times during the week, choose some songs with great melodies that are lighthearted. That most likely they'll they might sound cheesy, but if you can find time to turn those on in your car, listen to it. Better yet with whether you're by yourself 
or with other people, dance. Uh, move your body. Move your body. If you, you know, that's just fun, silly, happy. It's not a full-on workout. I totally recommend having that workout. But these are the things. Workout's that, fun to me. It's it's fun workout. <laughs> yes. See. Okay. So, so I. Move. Yeah. But the practical, you know, healthy, happy, fun, like you, people know those things. You do need to work out. You do need to get your heart rate going at least for 20 minutes a day. You need to do those things. You, but for me, fun, creating like that environment, um, change your water up, get some sparkling water, get, you know, add some strawberry electrolytes to your water. Just change your, change your lifestyle up just a little so bit. So small things that would boost. Yeah. Your endorphins. Those are all, and it's in, increasing your dopamine levels. Anytime you decide, hey, I'm going to change, I'm going to go find the one sunny place where I can sit outside today for 10, 15, 20 minutes. Get that vitamin D. Always get outside. And if it's a rainy, rainy, rainy day, then wear bright colors. You know, I mean, put your bright yellow on, put your, you know, that's a good shirt. You've got on your red and yellow. If that's, a, if a dreary day outside, yeah, choose some bright colors. Yeah, usually gray I mean, this, yeah. You see? I got the bring the joy shirt on. Yeah. That you can, but it, like when you see it when you get in the mirror, it's like in mirror reversed image, I noticed right? it. It took me a minute to, for yeah. it to register. Um, so it seems like things. this fun thing is not necessarily a lot of people when they're thinking fun, they're like, Oh, I got to have some fun. I got to go do this huge thing. Right. And, you're, and so what I'm getting is like, maybe that's not the best approach. The best, those are great. Those are great. But like do something like incrementally keep yes. putting fuel in your tank Yes. in small doses. And then when you get a big thing, you get to go watch a movie, you get to go out to eat, you get to go to a party, you get to do you know, you get to go to the beach, you get to go on a hike, you get to, like, those are great, but. Yeah, those are all great, but it's not possible for everyone. And it's not possible every minute. Like, right. we got real stuff we got to do. We got to, you know, do the yard and yeah. clean the house and get the kids fed and mm -hmm. to bed and, mm -hmm. you know, stream Netflix. Right. And these things don't cost anything. That was, I think that that's one huge reason why I was, um, why I, really started researching all of this is because um, what I knew about what would make me happy wasn't necessarily something that I could do anything about, especially being a young mom. So I had to find other ways to um, create a happy environment for myself, for my children. And, um, you know, going to a park, choose a park where there are, you know, animals kids around. Um, if you see a dog that that's on a walk with another neighbor and they say you can pet them and they're, you know, the caveat, be, are you sure I can pet your dog? But walk over there, pet the dog. Um, those kind of interactions, they don't cost a thing. They take two seconds out of your day and you will, I promise you, you will leave happier. It's like take time to smell the roses but take time to smile at other people. You know, take time to to look at the animals and look at nature. And when you're at work, close your eyes, stop looking at the computer, and think about something that you're looking forward to. Create something to look forward to, even if it's getting that, you know, like for me, I work really hard during 
the day and then I pick the kids up, but I, I reward myself with my tall blonde flat white. <laughs> when you Starbucks. pick the kids up. Yes, it's like, yes, That's okay. the carrot at the end of the... Yes, the carrot. Look for those little tiny things. And um, yeah, there's just a lot of different things. Um, have a tiny bit of chocolate. You know, treat yourself. All right. Anything else? Like I got, I got, an, I got so much information here. Thanks for dropping in. Yeah. Um, I, I got, I got a like a, a Bible verse for you, and then I always like pray my way out of this thing. So, <laughs> that, like that's how I kind of end. Uh huh. Okay, so that you're you you were saying. Okay, I think I had this moment of inspiration, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure where it came from. I don't. I don't know that it was God, but it wasn't me. It had to be so. So you you remember that yeah, whole thing? Yeah, absolutely. So there there's this verse in the New Testament, First Corinthians two sixteen. Paul says, mm-hmm. "I just had to look it up to make sure I had the right address for it on right. my phone." Yeah. So I could tell you, oh, it's not not just it's somewhere in the Bible. <laughs> Good work. Paul says, "You have the mind of Christ." Right. That word in the Greek language is not, but mind in the sense of we think of thoughts or brain mm-hmm. it's actually the word imagination <gasps> and so it what? is yeah. my mind is blown yeah so you think when you're created in god's image he is a creator oh, you know wow. and god is love you're created designed to love yes all of these things are these these are all things that we know right but like there is this creativity spark mm-hmm. That's there too because of, of the imagination. One mm-hmm. of my friends, he's a coach. He was on here a couple weeks ago. Right. He says you're created to create something that only you can create. Brandon wow. Lazar, if you want to go back and listen to that episode, yeah. Well. Um, and he's talking about business and finding your mm-hmm. purpose, but it's it's because you have the mind of Christ, which the is, imagination, which is not just his ability to chart algebra and all that. Right. It's and I think it's why when kids are so young. Mm-hmm. They tend to be so creative, and they can have fun. I mean, it's why boys get sticks, and all of a sudden they're swords. Right. It's not because they're violent. It's I mean, well, boys kind of are, but it's. it's I mean, it's the imagination. Like yeah. they're hardwired for it. It's why you can, you know, give people, you know, give boys. My mm-hmm. experience is only boy. Like I'm a boy. Like so, you give them, you know, Lincoln logs or Legos. They're gonna, they're gonna build something. Right. And that's why your boys are gonna do that. You give them a stack of wood. You're going to come yeah. back. There's going to be a fort in the backyard. Yes. Because they've got this creativity and this imagination. Yeah. And it's not just, oh, that person's creative. That one's not. It's like, no, it's the ima- you have the imagination of Christ in you. Right. So. And that is so spectacular because I love, um, especially during springtime, I love looking at everything. I'm like, oh my gosh. Whether it's here in the South or if I go somewhere else seeing God's creation and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger to me and um, so that really that really stands out a lot so it's nice to know yeah it's the imagination I love that that's, that's the science image right there in the mind yes that's all right um thank you thanks thank for being you, here Andy. Uh, thank all you. the links for everything are going to be down below where you can go Find out about coaching, find out about a box, find out everything that Barbara's doing, her website link there mm-hmm. as well. Uh, here's my prayer for you this week is that the Lord would bless you, that He'd keep you, He'd be gracious, that He would make His face a favor to shine upon you, that you would succeed, 
live up to your God-given potential. That's how we define that. In the area of your field, that's your work. In the area of your family, in the area of friends and connection, in the area of your fitness and your health, be blessed in your area of your finances and all of these important areas. But also, don't overlook. May you sense the imagination of Christ that's in you, pulling you specifically into some area this week of fun. Grace and peace. I'll see you soon.